0: Hare Krishna, welcome to this episode of Chaitanya Charitamrita. We are going to study the very interesting talks between Lord Chaitanya and Shri Prakashananda Saraswati of the Mayavad school, uh, which happened in Baranasi. So we are reading from uh, chapter 7 of the Adalila, text 62 onwards. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Omagyanati Mirandhasa Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshuran Militam Yena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Bhishtam Sthāpitaṁ Yena Bhutalis Vayam Rupa Hakadamaham Dadatis Vapadantikam Guru Sri Yutapadakamalam Sri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrachatam, Sahagana Raghunath Anvitaam Thamsajeevam, Sadvaitam Savadhutam, Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam, Shri Radha Krishna Padhan, Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Anvitaam Shcha, He Krishna Karunasindho Dina Bandho Jagatpate, Gopesh Gopika Gandharadha Gandha Namostute, Dapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vendavaneswari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Haripriya Vanchakalpatarubhyascha Kripasandhubhya Evacha Paditanam Pavanebyo Vaishnava Namun Namaum Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhaktivedanta Swamini Tinamine Namaste Saraswati Deva Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesunavadi, Paschatyadeshatarine, Jay Shri Krishna Chaitanya, Prabhunitya, Nanda, Shri Advaita Gadadhara, Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrenda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So, welcome to this episode of Chaitanya Charitamrita. We are going to study the talk between or the discussion or conversation between Lord Chaitanya and Prakashananda Sarasvati of Varanasi. It's a very interesting conversation, many many things to learn. So so if you remember last week we have left off at this point where, you know, Tapan Mishra and Chandrasekhar Acharya they felt very bad that you know everybody was criticizing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Varanasi because he was a sannyasi and maya sanyasi said you know he should he should be studying vedanta and should be grave you know without much emotion you know he should be more mature he is just you know 24 year old and um, he has taken up sanyas too early and you can see that in his symptoms he is just singing and dancing like a mere sentimentalist and he is surrounded by grihasthas no other sanyasis with him no vedas with him what is he doing so everybody was criticizing lord chaitanya in this way and chaitanya mahaprabhu heard that But he went to Vrindavan and then on his way back, he again came to Varanasi and this time he wanted to meet him, um, meet them, the Mayavadis, but of course he did not express his desire first. Um, He, of course, he is a super soul, so (laughs) he made this arrangement that a Brahmana would come from the Mayavad school um, and invite him for a meeting with the Mayavadis. So then... Chaitanya Mahaprabhu accepts that invi- invitation because he wanted to satisfy uh, or mitigate the misery of devotees like Mishra and Chandrasekhar Acharya because they could not hear the blasphemy Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not mind the blasphemy as he has already so- uh, said Trinadapisunichena, Tarorapisayushuna Amarina Manadena, Kirtaniya Sadahari So his Shikshashtaka instruction, third verse is that you have to be humbler than the grass, to- more tolerant than the tree in that way, we can um, you know, <coughs> uh, chant the Hari, Hare Krishna Mandra always. So, Dhiraj Prabhu is asking, Hira Das is asking, who is Prakashananda Saraswati? Well, he is the leader of the Mayavad school in Varanasi. He had about 60,000 disciples. Um, he was a very big uh, uh, sannyasi there. And Chetanamabhru was invited to meet them. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu accepted the invitation in order to please uh, Tapan Mishra and Chandra Sekarashara or mitigate the distress. So <clears throat> all that we have learned last uh, in the last session. So when uh, I'll just recap the last few verses. Okay, after receiving the invitation from the Brahmana, so he the next day, when Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to the house of that Brahmana, he saw all the sannyasis of Banaras sitting there. Hmm. As soon as <clears throat> as, soon as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu saw the sannyasis, <coughs> he immediately offered obeisances. And then he went to wash his feet. After washing his feet, he sat down by the place where he had done so. So he sat down at the nearby the place where everybody was washing their feet after sitting on the ground Chaitanya Mahaprabhu exhibited his mystic power by manifesting an an effulgence as brilliant as the illumination of millions of suns when the sannyasis saw the brilliant illumination of the body of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu their minds were attracted and they all immediately gave up their sitting places and stood in respect so this is he, he exhibited a bit of opulence in order to attract the Mayavadis so of course uh, ordinary people cannot do this this is chaitanya mahaprabhu uh. <clears throat> the leader of all the mayavadis uh, this is where we are going to start from so in order to, uh, regarding the opulence display of opulence so in order to attract materialists uh, and uh, seeming mayavadis opulence is always something which attracts the common man he may not be attracted to the substance but he is attracted to the opulence like for example oh um, let me go to the Hare Krishnas they have big big temples or let me see the beautiful temple so that is an attraction feature they may not be actually interested in self-realization or you know making a perfection of their life but they are interested in these opulences which are not exactly um, I mean of course these opulences of course are also Krishna because once they come to the you know Um, temple they will also you know meet the devotees and everything will happen it's also opulence of Krishna but then opulent temples can be constructed by anyone like you know if you go to Birla Mandir you know Birla uh, family it's a big uh, mercantile community family Birla so the family surname is Birla for those of you who don't know I think many Indians will know so they have Birla Mandir in everywhere in every they they construct Krishna temples everywhere they have offices so if you go to that kind of temple yeah it's opulent it is nice to see and all that but there's no education so it's not the core you know the core activity is the education they have to receive transcendental knowledge from the pure devotee that is the turning point like in south india in northern in whole of india there are so many beautiful temples you know this is South India. I mean, in South, in Tamil Nadu, there's so many nice, nice temples. Kerala, every state actually, all over India, North also, the Goswami's temples, everywhere. But you go there, there's no teachings. And the real turning point in a devotee's life, when he actually becomes a devotee, is when he receives the teachings. So, um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is going to teach these Mayavadi's, but then. Um, why would they hear him? Why would they listen to him? So these people are not interested. They're not. They won't easily like for Tapan Mishra or uh, Chandrasekhar Acharya. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not have to show the effulgence. They're already devotees. In fact, the devotees want to see him uh, relatable. They they're not interested in all these opulence. They just love him. Like for example, in the in the Bhagavad Gita. When Krishna showed the Virat the universal form, at that time, Arjuna was in fact perturbed. He was disturbed. Of course, he, it was all, all awe-inspiring, but then it was also dreadful. And for a person who does not have any relationship with Krishna, that is like, wow, this is, you know, this is magnificent. This is like, um, of course, it's also scary because everybody was rushing into the teeth and getting smashed. So many things, fire all around, and everything. So, but it's it's magnificent. It's like huge, you know, scale. So these kind of opulences will interest. This is for actually materialists who are who don't have an established attraction for the Lord. But for established devotees like Arjuna, they will be interested in more in the loving relationships with the Lord. Like he he had a re- relationship, or a friendship with the Lord. So he wants that relationship. Like the gopis, for example they don't even want to see the opulence of Mathura and Dwarka. They just are interested in his Vrindavan Leela and if he, is a, if he has gone to Mathura he, they are not interested to go and meet him there. But of course in their thought they are always thinking of Krishna. So Krishna is with them. He actually never left Vrindavan in that sense. So, but then he they don't like that Aishwarya mood of uh, the Mathura and Dwarka also. Although they are also considered devotees.
1: Hmm.
0: So um, of course those are spiritual opulences but his opulence in the material world hmm, that is a very attractive feature for non devotees but for devotees um, of course they all they have all respect for uh, that but they have they're more interested in serving him like prabhupada said how are you going to serve the universal form you are just you know mesmerized but then what am i going to do for the lord because i am nitya krishna das das means to serve I am a servant servant serves so what is my service I just get become stunned and then, and then like that and then no service no I want to serve I want to dress him I want to you know cook for him but how are we going to cook for universal form he's going to eat up the whole universe <laughs> or uh, if you want to clothe him Prabhupada said he, all the cloth in the world the universe will universally finished and still you cannot uh, dress the universal form so we cannot adequately serve so, Krishna is kind enough and exhibits himself before us in the archa murti Archavatar archa avatar. That means the deity form. So, we can actually serve him. Uh, and he also makes himself available in sound form, uh, which is his holy name and also his teachings. Now, there is a nice verse, I think, Shashwati um, Tanu, okay. Ah 6, 61651. You see this. Krishna himself is saying Aham Vaisarva Bhutani, Bhutatma, Bhuta Bhavanaha, Shabda Brahma, Param Brahma, mamo You see? all living entities, moving and non moving, are my expansions and are separate from me. I am the super soul of all living beings who exist because I manifest them. I am the form of the transcendental vibrations like Omkar and Hare Krishna, Hare Rama. This is called Shabda Brahma. Shabda Brahma also includes the Vedic literatures. You see, if you remember, if you see this word here, Shabda Brahma, the transcendental sound vibration. In fact, the entire Vedic literature is called Shabda Brahma.
1: Hmm.
0: Shabda Praman, Shruti Praman. Shabda is sound, Shruti means to hear. So, we hear the sound of the transcendental sound vibration. That's why it's called also Shruti. The thing that is to be heard. But then what is heard? That sound is heard. What sound? Transcendental sound. Shabda means sound. Shabda Brahma means transcendental sound. Spiritual. Not material sound. So that includes His holy name and, and Omkara and also the entire Vedic literature. Which is expanding from the Omkara.
1: Hmm.
0: The entire Vedic literature is condensed in the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Hmm. 16 words, you know that. What is that? Kali Santarana Upanishad. Iti Shodashakam Nam Nam Kalikalmasha Nashanam. Nata Partharopaya Sarvavedeshudrishyate. What is that? Vidya Vadhu jivanam. All these verses point to the same thing that the um, holy name of Krishna, the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, is a condensed form of the entire Vedic literature. So anyway, all this includes Shabda Brahma and so again I'll read that part. I am the form of the transcendental vibrations like Omkara and Hare Krishna Hare Ram, and I am the supreme absolute truth. These two forms of mine, namely the transcendental sound and the eternally blissful spiritual form of the deity, are my eternal forms, they are not material. Hmm. So they are represent they may be represented in any material with any material ingredient. But they are eternal forms. So it is not a manufactured form out of a human brain. No. <clears throat> so the deity form and and deity, what is deity? We know you know the Vikraha in the temple. But you see. Deity means Supreme Lord in the Vaikuntha. He is also deity. That is also considered deity. And deity in the in the material world he is he manifests before us in these forms shaili the deity form of the lord is said to appear in eight varieties stone wood metal earth paint sand mind or jewels so even paintings of krishna are considered deities hmm, worshipable so, in the holy name, form of holy name and the deity form. Uh, so, he, that is his Shashwati Tanu. Shashwati Tanu means eternal forms. So, coming back. So, he uh, appears in the deity form for so that we can serve. So, devotee is interested more in service. He already knows Krishna is, you know, of he may or may not know. Like Yashoda, Mai, she forgets that Krishna is Supreme Personality of Godhead. And they have either concluded, they have understood by you know deliberation that he is a Supreme Personality of Godhead and let me serve him. Or they don't care whether he is a Supreme Personality of Godhead or not, they just want to serve him. Especially Vrindavan Vasis in the goal of Vrindavan, they are not interested in whether Krishna is a Supreme Personality of Godhead. In Vaikuntha, they are all aware that he is a Supreme Personality of Godhead. In either case the commonality in, in, in both these uh, class of devotees Aishwarya or non-Aishwarya is that they want to serve whereas the non-devotee if you see universal form, that is for the non-devotee to attract his attention now Chaitanya Mahaprabhu attracted their attention because they're non-devotees. Hmm. they are non-devotees they have no you know, um, access to enter into the devotional understanding they have no relationship with the Lord, they have not established they have not accepted him as the supreme personality of God so some opulence was shown to attract their attention. So sometimes we have to display some opulence. So of course we cannot <laughs> display some. You know, put some light behind my head and uh, uh, put uh <laughs> that is stupidity. Of course, there's a light. Be- <laughs> there's a light behind here, but everybody knows it's a, it's a, it's an electrical light that I put here. <laughs> it's not coming from any head or something. So. This is just for, you know, um, <laughs> decoration here. But his one was, you know, uh, coming out from his head, from his body, you know, uh, everything was effulgent. So what kind of opulence we can show? That's why Prabhupada said, um, you know, somebody, some reporter was, a so reporter or some Indian man? Somebody, somebody was asking him, why do you have, you know, such um, grand temples, you know? Prabhupada said, for me, I can... I can sit down under the tree and speak, but who's going to come and listen? So to attract their attention, ah, we have a temple god system. Oh, they come to see the temple, but when they come to see, ah, there is book distribution, there is mala. You know, people, you know, devotees will you know ask them to chant, and there will, there is classes, and they will get contacted with the devotees, and then in that way, their spiritual life starts. So some opulence is displayed, and then the real thing. Of course, it's not that the opulence is not the real thing; it is also the Lord's opulence. So it is Purna. The Lord is full with six opulences. So, some, they are not attracted to the Lord. But opulences everybody is attracted to. Even an atheist, like when he sees a beautiful scenery, he appreciates it. But what is that? That is the opulence of the Lord. They get attracted to the opulences of the Lord, but not the Lord. That is their problem. Whereas a devotee, is, you know, whenever he sees any opulence, he remind, it reminds him of the Lord. And that's what a Bhagavad Gita says, I am the taste of water. I am the light of the sun. I am the sun, light of the moon. I am the Omkara. You know, I am the ability in man. I am the sound in ether. I am, among animals, I am the lion. Among fish, I am the shark. Uh, among the um, warriors, I am Skanda. So, in this way, among devotees, I am Prahlad. Everything. So, these are opulences of the Lord. So, whenever we see something great, oh, it, rema- it should remind us of the Lord. A devotee always sees that connection, whereas a non-devotee does not. He always gets mesmerized by any opulence. Hmm. but he does not think that this is actually from the Lord Hmm. so anyway to attract the attention he displayed some opulence so immediately the sannyasis were sitting you know they stood up when they saw the Zafalzin they stood up and welcomed him please please come actually it's an offense to sit when somebody so exalted has come and we have this incident in the Naimisharanya where uh, the the uh, Sutta Goswami spoke the Bhagavatam before him Romaharshan Suta his father was speaking and uh, Balram Lord Balaram came there and everybody stood up in respect but Romaharshan Suta who was giving a class he was uh, he did not stand up immediately Balaram killed him for that disrespect of course that killing by Balram means he is already liberated that is a mercy but to us he is showing that you will be punished if you don't, that is an offence. So when the Supreme Lord came and washed his feet and offered his obeisances and then sat down, they did not get up. The Master of the Universe is coming and what are you sitting there for? So, in order to show mercy, instead of killing them, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not kill them. Just exhibited mercy, attracted them. Oh, some people were criticizing him Oh, he's because he was when he was a Grihastha, some people were criticizing him. Oh, because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was chanting the names of the Gopis on the Mala. 108 gopis so how come why you are chanting gopis name you should chant krishna's name they were trying to teach him and they say oh he is not you know he's not following the principles properly they are finding fault with him so he took sannyas. so that is another opulence you know opulence of renunciation Uh, then everybody you know surrendered now this is another opulence he showed so in this way he is attracted Mm -hmm. all classes even animals in Jharkhand forest so now when the sannyasis saw the brilliant illumination of the body of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, their minds were attracted. And they all immediately gave up their sitting pieces and uh, sitting places and stood in respect. Now 762 sanyasi Pradhan Prabhu Kekohilo Samman The leader of all the Mayavadi Sanyasis present was named Prakashananda Saraswati. And after standing up he addressed Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as follows with great respect. As Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showed respect to all the Mayavadi Sanyasis, similarly the leader of the Mayavadi Sanyasis, Prakashananda, also showed his respects to the Lord. Iha Aisha, Iha Aisha, Sunaha pad, Apavitra Kiba Avasad. Please come here, please come here, Your Holiness. Why do you sit in that unclean place? What has caused your lamentation? Hmm. here is the distinction between lord chaitanya mahaprabhu and prakashananda saraswati in the material world everyone wants to introduce himself as very important and great i am phd i am doctor i am this and that chaitanya mahaprabhu introduce him i am fit to be sit- so sitting at the um, places where shu- Shurak. i am you know i should be sitting near the shurach or the place where you know people are washing their feet Hmm. but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu introduced himself very humbly and meekly the Mayavadis was sitting in an exalted position and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sat in a place that was not even clean therefore the Mayavadis and thought that he must have been aggrieved for some reason and Prakashananda Saraswati inquired about the cause for <laughs> his lamentation <laughs> in fact we also when we say you know we are we are very fallen and in fact some people have been ask asking, asking me like this Prabhu, why are you saying? Why are you saying that you're fallen and you know you're a rascal? Are you depressed, Prabhu? Are you okay? Um, maybe you should go for some psychiatric counseling. I'm not joking. I actually they seriously told me this with concern. I mean, they were not meaning anything rude, but they were saying with concern. You know, a few people said said like that. Prabhu, are you are you okay? You're feeling okay? Are you depressed or something? <laughs> so they don't understand that this is. Um, trying to, you know, of course his humility nobody can match Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is supreme, so he is supreme in his humility also but we should at least learn that language, learn that mood even if I am not completely humble I should say, please accept my humble obeisances and I should actually pay obeisances with my head Hmm. so these are uh, it does not mean that if I pay obeisances with my head that means I am completely humble, no but it is making us to think that yes, I should become humble I should become humble. Mm. Like every day in the morning, we chant, Oh, I am not interested in uh, women. Uh, what is that? Na janam na I don't want wealth, I don't want fame, I don't want uh, beautiful women. We are saying, but everybody is, is that what we are thinking? I don't want uh, money or I don't want beautiful women. Everybody, you know, they get married also, right? And uh, they may still be having all this, but. We are saying these things so that we are reminding ourselves of the instructions. So where we need to attain. And we have to compare ourselves where we are and compare to what we are saying. Is our lip uh, <laughs> movement uh, matching with our body movement and our mind movement? So of course it is not that immediately we will be on that stage of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Govinda Virahe, Name, Sunya, Yitam, Jagat Sarvam, But it is to remind ourselves that that is this, you know, uh, perfection of spiritual life of our uh, devotional service Krishna consciousness so Prakashananda Sarasota thought he was lamenting for something and he was sad and depressed and you know, was sitting at the place and you know like that because they always saw him as an emotionally unstable for, um, uh, unstable fellow oh he sometimes crying and sometimes dancing sometimes you know he 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 smiling and now he's sad they thought he was an emotional jerk so uh, you know <laughs> Prabhukohe ami ho e hina sampraday, Tomasabar sabhai vasite, Vasite na yujai na ju na jujai. Oh wow, this is very difficult. Jujai, oh jujai. Prabhukohe ami ho e hina sampraday, Tomasabar sabhai vasite na jujai. The Lord replied, I belong to a lower order of sannyasis. Hina Sampradaya. Therefore, I do not deserve to sit with you. Now let's see if there is the description of the Mayavadis. Sannyasis. I think in the next one Anyway, we'll read the purport. Okay. Purport. Mayavadi sannyasis are always very puffed up because of their knowledge of Sanskrit and because they belong to the Shankara Sampradaya. Now, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, so I am from a Hina sampradaya I am a lower sampradaya Actually, shankar sampradaya is Appa It's not even considered a bona fide sampradaya it's a, it's a bogus sampradaya Appa So anyway, they, they think they are very high class. So, they puffed up because of Sanskrit and they all They are always under the impression, uh, reading on, they are always under the impression that unless one is a Brahmana and a very good Sanskrit scholar, especially in grammar, One cannot accept the renounced order of life or become a preacher. Hmm, important. Again, read that. They are always under the impression that unless one is a Brahman and a very good Sanskrit scholar, especially in grammar, one cannot accept the renounced order of life or become a preacher. So, preaching is not based on these kinds of material qualifications of expertise in the way of talking, in the Sanskrit scholar, English scholar, whatever scholar. That's not the uh, criterion for a preacher. Now, let us go to that verse and come back here. It's a very nice related verse. We'll read that. 1, 4, 13 (inaudible) Tatsarvamnah samachakshva pristoyad ihakinchana Manyetvam visayevacham Sanatam manyatrachandasat Saunaka and the sages at Naimisharanya were telling Suta Goswami this thing. Because Suta Goswami was the speaker and they were the audience. They were, Saunaka Krishi representing all the sages there, was telling this to Suta Goswami. We know that you are expert in the meaning of all subjects except except some portions of the Vedas. You know everything except something. That means it's like more like an insult, right? But you will see why it is not. We know that you're expert in meaning of all subjects except some portions of the Vedas, and thus you can clearly explain the answers to all the questions we have just put to you. How can he clearly answer if he know if he doesn't know some things, those those some things, those some portions? Hmm. Now here is the uh, answer in the purport The difference between the Vedas and the Puranas is like that between the Brahmanas and Parivrajakas. What is Parivrajakas? Learned Preachers. The Brahmanas are meant to administer some fruitive sacrifices mentioned in the Vedas. Priests. But the Parivrajaka Acharyas or Learned Preachers are meant to disseminate transcendental knowledge to one and all. You see? both different things the brahmana may be very good in chanting all the mantras and doing all the havan and you know homa and this this puja that puja this archana everything he knows very well but he's not a preacher parivrajaka his duty is even higher which is preaching now but the parivrajaka acharyas or learned preachers are meant to disseminate transcendental knowledge to one and all as such the parivrajaka acharyas are not always expert in pronouncing the vedic mantras what is that? They are not always expert in pronouncing the Vedic mantras which are practiced systematically by accent and meter by the brahmanas who are meant for administering Vedic rites. Now, being able to chant the shlokas nicely is an opulence. It may attract some people or being able to speak in a sophisticated language it may be an opulence. It may be it may attract some non-devotees but those who are actually devotees they don't care they they take uh, the essence the, what is the message he is saying even if he cannot pronounce properly or if he cannot chant it in proper meter whatever it is this is very important to note we cannot distinguish a good preacher and a bad preacher by just by the way they pronounce the shlokas or the, by the way their grammar is no Mayavadis take uh, very much uh, note of that. They base their understand because they have to do grammatical uh, uh, manipulation. So they have to be crooked uh, grammarians, very very expert. And you know, the crooked lawyers, you know, they know how to. In fact, there was a nice joke when we went to Philippines. You know, <laughs> um, we went to this house of an elderly lady. Uh, Sundarapal Prabhu was there and Rajakishore and Prabhu and uh, ourselves, we were there and Rajakishore Prabhu's wife we were all there and she is a pretty uh, wealthy lady she was 84 years old she in her whole life she was a lawyer now Prabhu was having a discussion with her about Krishna consciousness and um, so he said this point you see we should follow what is there in the Shastra Uh, we should know what is right and what is wrong so just like you know, <coughs> he, so he was giving this example. Just like you know, there is law book. Like You are a lawyer, you see. If there is law book, if you if you go against the law, then you know you will be punished. And she said, no, but we are good lawyers. You know, we know how to, you know, um, bend the law to you know to accommodate our what we are doing. <coughs> <coughs> so. So lawyers are supposed to be upholders of law, but no, lawyers will take any side. Whoever pays them, whether it's the criminal or whether it's the defendant or protagonist or whoever it is, they will go by their side. Even if they have to uh, protect the defendant or speak up for him, even if the criminal, he, I mean, they will they will speak for him. Based on law, they try to find some loopholes, something, something, to you know wiggle their way out of the situation. So these so-called experts at these law books, Vedas, uh, so-called experts, they try to manipulate and then we wiggle their way out and find their impersonal uh, um, understanding. Uh, so, they, for them it is necessary to be a very great grammarian and a Sanskrit scholar. Uh, <clears throat> but here it is said, you see, the devotees, uh, they, especially the Parivarajagacharyas, now the Brahmanas strictly pronouncing everything nicely. Parivrajagacharya is not so strictly pronouncing, but they, they know the knowledge they are preaching. That these, Brahman is not preaching. Now it is easy to mistake, oh, he is chanting Sanskrit more uh, clearly than him. Oh, I mean, he is more bona fide. This is where non devotees fail to recognize who is the right person and who is not. And it is by the power of Krishna's Maya that sometimes Krishna covers. If they are not eligible to enter into the association of devotees, they will be. Uh, unimpressed by the so-called uh, bad presentation of the actual Parifaraj Kacharya and they'll be impressed by somebody who can speak in a polished way but speaking rubbish like I can package absolute um, dog dung I mean dog stool in a nice package and I can I can present it very nicely but instead it's stool now people may just judge the book by the, don't judge the book by the cover this people actually always do that they take into account these external things and they don't actually see the value there is another verse also similar I will show you but let's read this purport first as such the Paripharajagacharyas are not always expert in pronouncing the Vedic mantras which are practiced systematically by accent and meter by the brahmanas who are meant for administering Vedic rites yet now sometimes they may be expert like Rupa Goswami, he very nicely composed. Jiva Goswami, Vyasadev, Sukadeva Goswami. I mean, they're, they're a poet, a, a, a devotee, one of the things is poet. Now, poet not only means that he can rhyme words very nicely or you know poetically describe, but you know he actually thinks you know philosophically. That is also Kavi means also a philosopher. Hmm. So anyway, sometimes they may exhibit this, sometimes they may not exhibit this. depending on um, their uh, specific empowerment so anyway let's read on yet okay Pariparajakasara is not expert in pronouncing right yet it should not be considered that the brahmanas are more important than the itinerant preachers what is itinerant let's see what is itinerant Travelling from place to place. Wow, I did not know that. Travelling plan. Parivrajaka. Vraja means to go. Parivrajaka means those who travel. Acharya means preacher. Travelling preachers. Parivrajaka acharyas. So, itinerant preachers. Uh, One should not consider the brahmanas as more important than itinerant preachers. They are one and different simultaneously because they are meant for the same end in different ways. Different ways means not two different ways or both equal. No, they are not on an equal level. The Brahmanas are serving much lower uh, duty than the Parivarajagacharyas who are actually preaching. Hmm. But it is still in the same path. You know, Vedas, they elevate people of all classes, from mode of ignorance all the way to the Shuddha Sattva, mode of pure goodness. Uh, that's why Puranas are also in the mode of ignorance, passion, goodness, you know. So, the one who is doing the higher duty even within Vedic within the Vedic realm his his position is higher there is no difference also between the Vedic mantras and what is explained in the Puranas and Itihasa so again the mantras in the Vedas the Brahmanas are chanting Yeah, they may chant very nicely and all that but then what is explained in the Puranas are not different from them Shruti and Smriti there is no difference Mayavadis want to put down the Smriti they want to concentrate on the Shruti So in that way Parivarajakacharya is the Vaishnava preachers are looked down upon and also Smriti is very hard to beat, you cannot manipulate the grammar and easily get past Srimad Bhagavatam, you cannot at all get past Srimad Bhagavatam, he did not even attempt, he even attempted Bhagavad Gita but Shankaracharya did not attempt to comment on the Bhagavatam, because it was way too strong, Mayavadis cannot enter, but his followers made inroads into Bhagavatam and tried to explain, made a fool out of themselves, but they still managed to cheat people. And that is a a very great offence. That's why he did not even touch Shankaracharya. So, there is no difference also between the Vedic mantras and what is explained in the Puranas and Itihas. According to Srila Jiva Goswami, it is mentioned in the Madhyan, Madhyandina Shruti that all the Vedas, namely the Sama, Atharva, Rig, Yajur, Puranas, Itihasas, Upanishads, etc. are emanations from the breathing of the Supreme Being. Madhyan, Madhyandina Shruti The only difference is that the Vedic Mantras are mostly begun with Pranava Omkara and it requires some training to practice the metric pronunciation of the Vedic Mantras but that does not mean that Srimad Bhagavatam is of less importance than the Vedic Mantras. On the contrary, it is the ripened fruit of all the Vedas as stated before. Actually, if you see the Vedic Mantras, very difficult to understand. I mean, let's see just the Ishopanishad. We have explained this at length in the Ishopanishad classes. You just try to look at the verse Without Vaishnava understanding, without Prabhupada's guidance in the understanding in the purport, you just try to read the verse and understand. Oh, it is so bewildering. Even Ishopanishad. Of course, some verses are very very clear, but some verses are very misleading. Very very misleading if you if you learn it the opposite way, from the Mayavadi way. Only a Vaishnava can actually explain it in the proper way. Whereas the uh, the statements of Bhagavatam are so direct. There's no way you can go against them. So in that way, and actually they also very clearly describe the Absolute Truth. Whereas, all these Isha Upanishads, even all the Shruti, they are not as clear. There are clear statements, some Upanishads, some, some places of the Vedas, but mostly, it is not so clear. They are, the subject matter of the Vedas is clarified in the Upanishads, and especially, uh, sorry, clarified in the Puranas, especially Srimad Bhagavad Purana. You see? So, uh, on the contrary, it is the ripened fruit of all the Vedas, as stated before. Besides that, the most perfectly liberated soul, Srila Sukadeva Goswami, is absorbed in the studies on the, of the Bhagavatam, although he is already self-realized. He was an impersonalist before, but he became a personalist after, reading the, after studying Bhagavatam. Srila Sukadeva Goswami is following his footsteps and therefore his position is not the least less important, because he was not expert in chanting Vedic mantras with metric pronunciation, which depends more on practice than actual realization. You can chant like a parrot all the mantras: Om Ganesha Mahamaham, Narayana Maham, Madhva Maham, Govindana Maham, Vishnu Maham, Madhusudana, Dvigrama Maham, Ramana Maham, Sri Dharma They can they will go on like this chanting, but they don't really mean. They don't. They don't even understand. Many brahmanas don't even know the meaning of these things. And then. Which depends more on practice than actual realization. Realization is more important than parrot like chanting.
1: See?
0: So, this is the thing that Sudha Goswami was not expert at. So, that's why in the beginning, in the verse, they said, Prishto Yadiha Kinchana. You are expert in many of all subjects except some portions of the Vedas. Which are the portions? These Chanda. Chanda is one of the uh, upa, Upangas. Of the Vedas Vedangas you know they are uh, sub, uh, what is it? corollary departments of study of the Vedas they help in the study of Vedas but they are corollary they are not the main subject but they you know help us um, they, it's like basically organizing the Vedic literature with all these different things and one of them is astrology as well it's like that corollary studies so Chanda is one of them so that those kinds of things or the rituals the specific uh, knowledge of the rituals, of how this has to be done, how that to be done. This they may be not so conversant with. But they are conversant with the topmost thing. And once they come to that, all these rituals all will become unimportant. Actually, Madhavendra Puri writes, writes like that. You see, I think 252 purport of Bhagavad Gita. You can find this. Sandhya Vandana Bhavato Bohusnana tubhyam noho, Bho deva pitaras chetarpana vidho, Naham shamaha shamyatam, Yetraquapinishadhyayadavakulo, Tamasa comes adwisher, Smaram, Smaramagam, Haramitadalam, Manyakimanyena me. Madhundra Puri wrote this. Oh, my prayers three times a day. Sandhya Vandana, oh Sandhya Vandana, all glory to you. Oh bathing, snana, I offer my respectful obeisances unto you. Oh demigods, devatas, oh forefathers, please excuse me for my inability to offer you my respects. That means Madhavendra Puri gave up Sandhya Vandana process. He, bathing, I don't know, he must be bathing of course. But you know, even if they give up, like you know, some avatutas, you know, great great. Um, uh, what is that uh, sages uh, they go and you know they do tapasya and they don't have time to even bathe that does not mean they are dirty and all they are transcendently blissful hmm. now bathing offering uh, sorry demigods devata demigods, panchopasana is there brahmana must do panchopasana all the five uh, vishnu and the four demigods like shiva ganesh durga and what is that vishnu shiva ganesh Durga, who did I miss out, uh, was it Lakshmi or, no uh, Lakshmi, I, I forgot, so these five demigods, have to, uh, four demigods and Vishnu, they have to worship, right, and four fathers, there is Tarpana uh, Vidha. that is there, so, he is saying, please excuse me for my inability to offer you my respects. Now, wherever I sit, I can remember the great descendant of the Yadu dynasty, Krishna, the enemy of Kamsa, and thereby I can free myself from all sinful bondage. I think this is sufficient for me. So because he does not practice all these things, he may not be expert. He may, not, he may have forgotten some of the, you know, all the mantras. Like I used to do when I was a small boy, when I was so-called initiated in the smarter way. Then I used to do Sandhavandan and all this. Of course, not three times a day. Once a day and sometimes that also not. It was all very haphazard even that one but yeah I used to remember those mantras but then forgot never practiced if you don't chant them you know you'll, you'll, you'll forget you see fades away from the memory so that's why devotees are uh, Surya sorry Surya not Chandra Chandra is not so um, Surya Vishnu uh, Surya Shiva Durga and Ganesh Pancho so these are the main deities <clears throat> so anyway, so all these things they may not be very expert at. They may not they may have completely forgotten also. Because they don't do it. But I am thinking of Krishna and I think this is sufficient for me. And the same thing is said in the Bhagavatam. I think you all know this was 7541, uh, 11541 of Srimad Bhagavatam. Deva shiphutaptanrinam pitrinam naking karonayam rinicharajan Sarvatmanayah saranam saranyam Gato mukundam pariharitya kartam O King, one who has given up all material duties and has taken full shelter of the lotus feet of the mukunda who offers shelter to all is not indebted to the demigods, great sages, ordinary living beings, relatives, friends, mankind or even one's forefathers who have passed away. Since all such classes of living entities are part and parcel of the Supreme Lord, one who has surrendered to the Lord's service has no need to serve such persons separately then how we are offending them offending all the processes i think no there is also explain why we're not offending mm-hmm. as pouring water on the root of a tree energizes the trunk branches twigs and everything else and is supplying food to the stomach and livens the senses and limbs of the body simply worshiping the supreme personality of godhead through devotional service automatically satisfies the demigods who are parts of the supreme personality and not only demigods everyone hmm. similar verse is there in the 8th canto fifth chapter i think 47 no 49 Hmm. 8549 When one pours water on the root of a tree The trunk and branches of the tree are automatically pleased Similarly, when one becomes a devotee of Lord Vishnu Everyone is served For the Lord is a super soul of everyone Then why don't Non-devotees are uh, Why are they not satisfied when you serve Vishnu? Everybody should be satisfied Because they are all branches they are like the broken branches. Branches which have broken away. And therefore, they don't receive the nutrition from the tree. So because they have Vyoga, they are in Vyoga, broken state, they don't receive. But once they are joined back, of course, you cannot join back a branch to a tree. I don't know you can do that. But you can definitely join back. We can join back with the Lord. Hmm. So when we join back, again, we can get the nutrition from the Lord. So when the Lord is satisfied, we are satisfied the non-devotee they are not satisfied when the lord is satisfied because they are disconnected they are broken branch okay so all this is there and uh, we have finished that part right so now the other verse is 1, 5, 10 and 11 hmm now Chitrapadam. you know what is Chitrapadam? this is Srimad Bhagavatam 1.5.10 what is that Decorative vocabulary Vacha Vachas Chitra Padam Decorative vocabulary You know in a very poetic way that the, the Maya are very experts at this. They very poetically describe everything, you know, nicely, nice language, decorative language. You'll feel like, Wow, how sweet to hear that. But rubbish, sweet poison. You know. So therefore here it is said, Nayadvachas Chitra Param nayadvachas you know. Jagat pavitram pragraneta karhichit tadvayasam tirtham ushantimanasa nayatrahamsa shikshayah Actually, here in the translation it is not mentioned. You see, those words which do not describe the glories of the Lord. That much only is described, but actually, here if you see, those words, even though decoratively arranged, in very nice poetic meter and nice sounding words and everything even though that in this you know arranged in lies if the if those words which do not describe the glories of the lord who alone can sanctify the atmosphere of the whole universe are considered by saintly persons to be like unto a place of pilgrimage for crows crows place of pilgrimage is what garbage Place, uh, holy people's place of pilgrimage is devotee's place of pilgrimage is a dham some dham where the lord's temple is there um, uh, whereas uh, the, the what is this uh, drunkard's place of pilgrimage is that uh, bar they will go and uh, drink there so like this everybody has a place of pilgrimage but real place of pilgrimage is that which is related to the lord so everyone has their associations crows have their associations, swans have their association. two are different birds The crows congregate at the garbage pile. Swans congregate at the beautiful lake. Their tastes are different. Similarly, non-devotees and different devotees' tastes are different. Now, you may say Chitrapadam. Oh, nice vocabulary. This is beautiful, no? This this should be considered to be lake. No, no, no. It is garbage. Because it is not glorifying the Lord. And those who get attracted by this attractive uh, vocabulary are crows. Mayavadi is the crows hmm. who alone can sanctify the atmosphere of the whole universe. Are considered, um, yeah, unto place of pilgrimage for crows Since the all perfect persons are inhabitants of the transcendental abode, they do not derive any pleasure there. Hmm. Although it is attractive, the opulence is attractive. Oh, nice decorative alliterations. You know, there are so many decorative features. You know, in in poetic um, composition and there is a whole book called uh, kavya prakash kavya prakash which, which um, explains all these different intricacies of poetry now next 1511 this is spoken by narad muni by the way Tadva agvi sargo janata agavi plavo yasmin Pratishlokam abaddhavatya pi pratislokam pi NAMANYANANTASYA YASHOMKITANIYAT SHRINVANTI GAYANTI GRINANTI SADHAVAHA See, on the other hand, that literature, which is full of descriptions of the transcendental glories of the name, form, fame, pastimes, etc., of the unlimited Supreme Lord, is a different creation. Different means what? Spiritual full of transcendental words directed toward bringing about a revolution in the impious lives of this world's misdirected civilization such transcendental literatures even though imperfectly composed now the other ones even mundane literatures even though perfectly composed they will be rejected transcendental literatures even though imperfectly composed imperfectly imperfectly pronounced explained in crude language whatever it is the subject matter is what? The devotees will take such transcendental literatures, even though imperfectly composed, that are heard, sung, and accepted by purified men who are thoroughly honest, who are interested in the truth, the absolute truth. They will only hear such narrations, even though prati shloka may If even if every single shloka in that composition is full of mistakes, they will accept that. then the Perfect composition full of garbage. Hmm. Of course, there are Vaishnava poets who wrote even our in our Bhakti Thakur, Naratamnas Thakur, uh, Prabhupada, they all wrote songs. Very nice poetic everything. Usually Vaishnava is a poet. But sometimes to trick the atheists, they may you know um, Vaishnava may not be poetic externally and he may make seeming uh, mistakes in the composition or pronunciation he may not but what he is doing what he is saying what is the subject matter of his talk ah, that is to be taken Hmm. very important point okay let's go back to Prakashanama Saraswati so they are always under the impression that unless one is a brahmana and a very good Sanskrit scholar, especially in grammar, one cannot accept the renounced order of life or become a preacher. Mayavadi is always misinterpret all the shastras with their word jugglery and grammatical compositions, yet sripad Shankracharya himself condemned such jugglery of words in the verse, prapte sannihite kale nahi nahi rakshati karane, Dukrin refers to suffixes and prefixes in Sanskrit grammar. Uh, Shankaracharya warned his disciples, suffixes and prefixes means it's part of grammar, you know, suffix. Uh, it means ends with. Like bhavet means it is withilin. Uh, Vithilin is a suffix. Bhavet means it must be done. So eth it when it you know ends with eighth, that means it is a, it is an imperative. It is there's no option about it. You must do it. That is suffix. Prefix like moha means illusion. Sammoha means completely illusion. So, some is a prefix. Moodha fool. ah, uh, Vikristi rupena sorry uh, that is prakristi rupena uh, Vishesha Vishesha moodha Vishesha rupena moodha So, that means uh, special fool especially fool Vimudha. So, in this way hmm, prefixes and suffixes but sometimes it can be tricky V can also mean um, excess quantity or V can also mean the opposite depending on the context you know um, actually the explanation is there in the 5.4.5 Srimad Bhagavatam um, purport anyway I am not going to go there it is not ex- exactly explanation but it is like Vimrityu you know the 8 or the, the symptoms of Jivan Mukta soul there you can read 5.4.5 I think purport Vimrityu uh, means he is he has conquered Mrityu, but actually V means Vishesha, but sometimes it is opposite like completely, so anyway so in this way, the meaning can be twisted, Nirguna Nih, the word Nih, the prefix Nih is, has two meanings depending on the context again, what is that? Nih means perfection Nih also means Negation Nirakar Nirakar means No akar No form Or Nih also means Highest Like Shreya Nih Shreya Means the highest Shreya Shreya means uh, What is the Ultimate benefit Or um, Long term benefit Preya means Short term benefit uh, Shreya means Preya means short term Shreya means long term Nih Shreya means the the ultimate benefit. So nih can also mean the superlative degree. So nirakar can also mean the superlative degree of form, the best form, akar, niraka. But it can also mean nirakar also means no form. Uh, of course, it means no material form, spiritual form, achidananda form, which is different from material form, which is asat achit nirananda. So in this way prefixes and suffixes can be manipulated and you know twisted meaning can be brought out and that's what Shankaracharya was expert at and he is condemning that in his own composition mohamudgara poem is the first verse bhajagovindam 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 mudhamate samprapte sannihite kaleh nahi nahi rakshati Dukrim karane Dukrin refers to suffixes and prefixes in Sanskrit grammar. Shankaracharya warned his disciples that if they concerned themselves only with the principles of grammar, not worshipping Govinda, they were fools who would never be saved. Yet, in spite of Sripad Shankaracharya's instructions, foolish Mayavadi sannyasis are always busy juggling words on the basis of strict Sanskrit grammar. Mayavadi sannyasis are very puffed up if they hold elevated sannyas title Tirtha, Ashram or Saraswati. Even among Mayavadis, those who belong to other sampradayas and hold other titles such as Vana, Aranya, Bharati are considered to be lower grade sannyasis. So there is a caste system in, within sannyasis. Although sannyasis are the highest of the entire Varnashram institution, but even among them there is division, especially among Mayavadis. Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu accepted sannyas from the Bharati Sampradaya, and thus he considered himself a lower sannyasi than Prakashananda Saraswati, who is from Saraswati Sampradaya. To remain distinct from Vaishnava Sanyasis, the Sanyasis of the Mayavadi Sampradaya always think themselves to be situated in a very much elevated spiritual order. But Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in order to teach them how to become humble and meek, accepted himself as belonging to a lower Sampradaya of Sanyasis. Thus, he wanted to point out clearly that a sannyasi is one who is advanced in spiritual knowledge. One who is advanced in spiritual knowledge should be accepted as occupying a better position than those who lack such knowledge, even though they may come from this or that sampradaya.
1: Hmm.
0: It's like Brahmanas, they are saying, Oh, we are highest, we are best people. You don't know anything. Who's, who has knowledge, uh, he is actually the elevated person. So now, the Mayavadi Sampradaya sannyasis are generally known as Vedantis, as if Vedanta were their monopoly. Actually, however, Vedanti refers to a person who perfectly knows Krishna. In fact, Vaishnava sannyasis, they call, I mean, Vaishnavas, we. They call the Mayavadis as not Vedantis but Vidantis. Vidanti means without teeth. You know, those who without teeth they talk. You know, you cannot understand what they're speaking. Because the Mayavadis also whatever they speak like that. You know, just like that, they're Vidanti. They have no teeth. in it. <laughs> They talk nonsense. And it doesn't make sense actually. They contradict themselves. They keep contradicting themselves and don't make any sense at all actually because their knowledge is against the vedas against krishna's knowledge so actually however vedanti refers to a person who perfectly knows krishna as confirmed in the Bhagavad gita 15.15 Veda is to survive, eva vedya. by all the vedas it is krishna who is to be known the so-called mayavadi vedantis do not know who krishna is therefore their title of vedanti or knower of vedanta philosophy is simply a pretension Mayavadi sannyasis always think of themselves as real sannyasis and consider sannyasis of the Vaishnava order to be brahmacharis. Oh, really? <laughs> a brahmachari is supposed to engage in the service of a sannyasi and accept him as his guru. Mayavadi sannyasis therefore declare themselves to be not only gurus but Jagat gurus or the spiritual masters of the entire world, although of course they cannot see the entire world. <laughs> they, cannot even, they have not even seen the world and they say they are Jagat guru. Hmm. Sometimes they dress gorgeously and travel on the backs of elephants in processions. Oh. And thus they are always puffed up, accepting themselves as Jagat Gurus. Sometimes they have put some crown also. Srila Rupa Goswami, however, has explained that Jagat Guru properly refers to one who is the controller of his tongue, mind, words, belly, genitals, and anger. Pritivim, Pritivim Sashishyat. Vacho Vegam mana Vegam. Jehva Vegam Udaropasthavegam Etan Vegan Yo Prithivim A sober person who can tolerate the urge to speak, the mind's demands, the actions of anger and the urges of the tongue, belly and genitals, is qualified to make disciples all over the world. Hmm. So he is all over the world, this is Jagadguru. Prithvim Next, 7.65 Prakashananda Saraswati, however, caught Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu personally by the hand and seated him with great respect in the midst of the assembly purport. The respectful behavior of Prakashananda Saraswati towards Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is very much to be appreciated. Such behavior is calculated to be Agnyata sukriti or pri- pious activities that one executes unknowingly. Thus, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu very tactfully gave Prakashananda Saraswati an opportunity to advance in Agnyata sukriti so that in the future he might actually become a vaishnava Sannyasi. Puchila Tomara Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Keshav Prakashan Saraswati then said, I understand that your name is Sri Krishna Chaitanya. You are a disciple of Sri Keshav Bharati and therefore you are glorious. na karo Darshane You belong to our Shankara Sampradaya and live in our village Varanasi. Why then do you not associate with us? Why is it that you avoid even seeing us? purport? A Vaishnava sannyasi or a Vaishnava in the second stage of advancement in spiritual knowledge can understand four principles, namely, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the devotees, the innocent and the jealous. And he behaves differently with each. What verse is this? 11 to 46 of Srimad Bhagavatam. Let's go there and come back. prema maitri samadhyamah an intermediate or second class devotee called madhyamadhikari offers his love to the supreme personality of Godhead is a sincere friend to all the devotees of the Lord shows mercy to ignorant people who are innocent and disregards those who are envious of the supreme personality of Godhead so his dealings are different with different people the innocent he will try to help them the envious he will He will stay away from them. He disregards, neglects. So, he tries uh, to increase his love for Godhead, make friendship with devotees and preach Krishna consciousness among the innocent, but he avoids the jealous who are envious of the Krishna consciousness movement. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself exemplified such behavior and this is why Prakashananda Saraswati inquired why he did not associate or even talk with them Chaitanya Mahaprabhu confirmed by example that a preacher of the Krishna consciousness movement generally should not waste his time talking with Mayavadi sannyasis. But they, but when there are arguments on the basis of Shastra, a Vaishnava must come forward to talk and defeat them in philosophy. Hmm. It is not that a Vaishnava should go and shake hands with Mayavadi. Uh, thank you. Okay. Your friends. Take a photo together. Selfie. Now, this is not uh, Vaishnava behavior some of the, I think I uh, have mentioned this our uh, ISKCON, what is that? Gaur Gopaldas uh, he did that, he took a picture with uh, what? that art of living head, and then um, and then people are commenting oh, two great people in the same frame one photo, and all these things what is the what is the value? I mean, Mayavadi you know so go there means, okay, defeat him in Shastra you cannot defeat him, he hasn't changed his philosophy, I mean, what? Or at least you attempted to defeat him, nothing, no? This oh, uh, thank you, nice, nice, okay, sweet, sweet words and come out. That is, that is offense, that is compromise. Hmm. According to Mayavadi sannyasis, only one who takes sannyas in the discipline succession from Shankracharya is a Vedic sanyasi. Sometimes it is challenged that the sannyasis who are preaching in the Krishna Consciousness movement are not genuine because they are not, they do not belong to Brahmana families. For Mayavadis do not offer sannyas to one who does not belong to a Brahmana family by birth. Unfortunately, however, they do not know that at present everyone is born a Shudra. It is to be understood that there are no Brahmanas in this age because those who claim to be Brahmanas simply on the basis of birthright do not have the Brahminical qualifications. However, even if one is born in a non-Brahmana family, if he has the Brahmanical qualifications, he should be accepted as a Brahmana, as confirmed by Srila Muni And the great saint Sridhar Swami also. This is also stated in Srimad Bhagavatam. Both Narada and Sridhar Swami completely agree that one cannot be a Brahmana by birthright but must possess the qualities of a Brahmana. Yesayal Lakshanam Praktam Pumso Yadanyatravidrisheta Tattenaiva Vinirdishet 7, 11, 35. This is spoken by Naradmuni. If one shows the symptoms of being a Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya or Shudra, as described above, even if he has appeared in a different class, he should be accepted according to those symptoms of classification and not according to the birth. There is nothing mentioned of Sridhar here though. Thus, in our Krishna consciousness movement, we never offer the sannyas order to a person whom we do not find to be qualified in terms of the prescribed brahminical principles. Although it is a fact that unless one is a brahmana, he cannot become a sannyasi. It is not a valid principle that an unqualified man who is born in a brahmana family is a brahmana, whereas a brahminically qualified person born in a non-brahmana family cannot be accepted. That's true. It is by qualification, not birth. The Krishna Consciousness movement strictly follows the injunctions of Srimad Bhagavatam, avoiding misleading heresy and manufactured conclusions. Dissension. Belief or opinion contrary to orthodox religious doctrine. Misleading heresy. And manufactured conclusions. So something which is opposed to the established um, orthodox religious doctrine you are a sannyasi. why then do you indulge in chanting and dancing engaging in your sankirtan movement in the company of fanatics what is the word for fanatics? Bhavuka means fanatic. Bhavuka. So we are all fanatics according to them. We are all Bhavukas. Hmm. Purport. This is a challenge by Prakashananda Saraswati Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur in his um, Anubhashya writes in his Anubhashya. Anubhashya means what? That is uh, his commentary on the Chaitanya Charitamrita. It title, its title is Anubhashya. So he writes in his Anubhashya that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is the object of Vedanta philosophical research, has very kindly determined who is an appropriate candidate for study of Vedanta philosophy. The first qualification of such a candidate is expressed by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his Sikshashtaka. This statement indicates that one can hear or speak about Vedanta philosophy through the disciplic succession. One must be very humble and meek, more tolerant than a tree and more humble than the grass. One should not claim respect for himself but should be prepared to give all respect to others. One must have these qualifications to be eligible to understand Vedic knowledge. So, Vedic knowledge is not simply intelligence. Oh, I am very intelligent. I will analyze. No, first of all, respect, humility is the first criterion. Therefore, a Gurukul, the Brahmachari, is treat, uh, First of all, you know, uh, <coughs> trained under the Guru by Acharan Dasavan Nietzsche Niche means like a slave. He should be for the Guru, doing all kinds of menial work. You should not think that, oh, I am a high-class devotee, I am a high-class person, I am coming from Brahmana community. How can you ask me to wash pots or how can you ask me to sweep the temple floor? What is this? You no, know, I am a sweeper, is it? I am not a street sweeper, you know? no Like Pratapradra, king, he swept the road in front of Lord Jagannath So, to become a sweeper of the Lord is more higher than a king position. So, it is not something cheap, you know? So first of all, humility. And then, that's why pranipatena, pariprashena sevaya. Then upadekshantitek jnanam. Then we can receive this knowledge. Because when we are humble, then it creates a fertile ground in our heart. Then the seed of bhakti can nicely germinate and fructify. And if the thing is not fertile, if our heart is not fertile and full of pride, we cannot even access we may be very expert in chanting the shlokas and all, but we will never access the real meaning. Vedanta, Pathana, Dhyana, Sanyasi, Radharma, Taha, Chhade, Karakena, Bhavuke, Rakarma. Again, Bhavuke of the fanatics. Meditation and the study of Vedanta are the sole duties of a sanyasi. Why do you abandon these to dance with fanatics? As explained in regards to verse forty-one, Mayavadi Sanyasis do not approve of chanting and dancing. What is 41? Let's just go there and come back here. Iya kare chan, vedanta patha kare Sankirtan. The blasphemer said although this, although a sannyasi he does not take interest in the study of Vedanta, but instead always engages in chanting and dancing in Sankirtan. So that is quoted. Prakashananda Saraswati like Aarabhama Bhattacharya misunderstood Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to be a misled young sanyasi. And therefore he asked him why he indulged in the association of fanatics uh, instead of um, executing the duties of a sanyasi. Prabhavede khie you look as brilliant as if you were Narayana himself. Will you kindly explain the reason that you have adopted the behavior of low-class people? Purport. Due to renunciation, Vedanta study, meditation and the strict regulative principles of the daily routine, Mayavadi sanyasis are certainly in a position to execute pious activities. Thus, Prakashananda Saraswati, on account of his piety, could understand that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was not an ordinary person, but the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Sakshat Narayan. He considered him to be Narayan himself. Mayavadi Sanyasis address one another as Narayan because they think that they are all going to be Narayan or merge with Narayan in the next life. Prakashananda Saraswati appreciated that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had already directly become Narayan. Become Narayan. And he did not need to wait until his next life. One difference between the Vaishnava and Mayavadi philosophies is that Mayavadi philosophers think that after giving up their bodies, they are going to become Narayan by merging with his body. Whereas Vaishnava philosophers understand that after the body dies, they are going to have a transcendental spiritual body in which to associate with Narayan, not become Narayan. Prabhu kohe shuno shripad ihara karan, Guru more murkhode khi ko shasan uh, this is a very famous thing that Prabhupada always quoted. Guru more murkha dekhi Shasan. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu replied to Prakashananda Saraswati. My dear sir, kindly hear the reason. My spiritual master considered me a fool, therefore he chastised me. Very frankly, I mean, of course it's not frank, actually Vishwarpuri never chastised him. But he, in fact, he, he told a lie almost that... You know, his guru chastised him. But this lie is in the in the humility lie. Like, people lie to show that they are more than what they actually are. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu lied to show them less than what he actually is. Hmm. He presented himself as a fool and he did that on purpose because he wanted to teach them actually the real proper character which is based on humility, not on pride. Characters, the foundation of character is humility. Pride is the foundation of a bad character.
1: Hmm.
0: So, he is teaching them humility by his personal example. Because they are all very puffed up. So, in every dealing he is just presenting himself as a fool. Hmm. He first of all sat down at that. uh, First of all, he never even, um, uh, what is that, met them. He was just tan- dancing and chanting. People were thinking he's a fool. Then he never met them. They think that oh, he doesn't know the uh, etiquette of sannyasis, that he should respect other sannyasis, meet with them or something. Then, even after he came, he sat down near that washing place, feet washing place. Uh, and then, after that, also now he's saying, My guru said that I was a great fool. So, uh, purport. When Prakashananda Saraswati inquired from Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu why he neither studied Vedanta nor performed meditation, Lord Chaitanya presented himself as a number one fool in order to indicate that the present age, Kali Yuga, is an age of fools and rascals in which it is not possible to obtain perfection simply by reading Vedanta philosophy and meditating. <laughs> that is the underlying point he actually wanted to make. That in this Kali Yuga, everybody is a fool, you think you have studied Vedanta and I did not study what Vedanta study you have done, you are a fool first of all but he said in a different way he said I am a fool my guru saw that I am a fool I am not fit for understanding Vedanta of course later he defeats Prakashananda Saraswati <laughs> now if he was a fool that means he, what he is proving is that even a fool, if he chants the Hare Krishna Mahan mantra he actually defeats the impersonalist that means especially the one who can chant it offenselessly that means he has already realized all the Vedanta he can argue and defeat any any impersonalist who is an expert in Vedanta study that means even a fool who chants the holy name will become so powerful this is what he wanted to convey the Shastra strongly recommend Harer nama, harer nama, harer nama I kalau nastyeva, nastyeva, nastyeva ga this is I think Puran. In this age of quarrel and hypocrisy, the only means of deliverance is the chanting of the holy names of the Lord. There is no other way, there is no other way, there is no other way. People in general in Kali Yuga are so fallen that it is not possible for them to obtain perfection simply by studying the Vedanta Sutra. One should therefore seriously take to the constant chanting of the holy name of the Lord. मैं कृष्ण मंत्र You are a fool. So he is saying my guru Maharaj. He he said you are a fool. He chastised me. How he chastised me? This is how he said. कृष्ण he, he, he said you are a fool. He said you are not qualified to study Vedanta philosophy. And therefore, you must always chant the holy name of Krishna. This is the essence of all mantras or Vedic hymns. You take this, you will attain perfection. Anyway, you have no brains to understand Vedanta. In fact, he is actually saying that to them. What nonsense Vedanta you know? Vedanta is not nonsense, but your understanding of Vedanta is nonsense. Top the nonsense and chant Hare Krishna. So, he is telling that indirectly to them in this way. Purport. Shri Bhaktasiddhan Saraswati Goswami Maharaj comments in this connection one can become perfectly successful in the mission of his life if he acts exactly according to the words he hears from the mouth of his spiritual master what is that again very important you know nowadays Prabhupada's words they don't hear they concoct they twist and turn you see what Gita says is saying one can become perfectly successful in the mission of his life if he acts exactly according to the words he hears from the mouth of his spiritual master. Naratundas uh, Thakur is also sung in the Guru Puja, I mean Guru Vandana song. Guru Mukha Padmavakya Chittyata Kori Aikya Arana Koriho Mani Asha. Don't make any other plans, just follow the order of the spiritual master. Hmm. Then Krishna Prapti. Hoy, jaha hoy so, he, you, know, the, um, you will get Krishna Parapti. This acceptance of the words of the spiritual master is called Shrautavakya. Which indicates that the disciple must carry out the spiritual master's instructions without deviation. Srila Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur remarks in this connection that a disciple must accept the words of his spiritual master as his life and soul. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu here confirms this by saying that since his spiritual master ordered him only to chant the holy name of Krishna, he always chanted the Hare Krishna Mahamantra according to according to this direction. Krishna Mantra Japa Sada Ay Mantra sar. Krishna is the origin of everything. Actually, there is one nice verse, Mukundamala Stotra. शत्रू छेद एक मंत्रम सकलम उपनिषद वाक्यम पूज्य मंत्रम संसारो छेद मंत्रम समुचिततम सह संघनिर्णान मंत्रम सर्वैश्वर्य एक मंत्रम व्यसनभुजग संदष्ट संत्राण मंत्रम जिहवे श्री कृष्ण जप जप सततम जन्म मंत्रम Jihve Shri Krishna Mantram Japa Japa Satatam Janma Saaphalya Mantram Shatru Chedaika Mantram Sakalam Upanishad Vakya Sampujya Mantram Sakalam Upanishad Vakya Sampujya Mantram All the Upanishads are glorifying the mantra of Krishna And that Krishna, Krishna Mantra Jihve Shri Krishna Mantram Japa Japa Satatam Janma Saaphalya Mantram O Tongue, please constantly chant the mantra composed of Sri Krishna's names. This is the only mantra for destroying all enemies. The mantra worshipped by every word of the Upanishads. The mantra that approves samsara. The mantra that drives away all the darkness of ignorance. That means knowledge. What is that? They are trying to study Vedanta, right? Ahm. Um. Sarvaishvaryaika mantram, Vyasana Bhujagasan, Dashta Santranaman, Samsaro Chedamantram, Samuchita Tamasaha Sangha Niryana Mantram. Tamasaha means what? Ignorance. Samuchita Tamasaha Sangha Niryana Mantram. You see, Samuchita means accumulated. Samuchita Tamasaha, the darkness, the thick darkness of, the accumulated darkness of ignorance. Sangha, the mass, the mass of ignorance that we have, you know, accumulated mass of ignorance. Niryana for driving away, mantra. The mantra that drives away ignorance, that means he'll be enlightened with knowledge. Vasudeve Bhagavati Bhakti Yoga Prayojitaha Janayatyashu Vairagyam Jnanam Chayadahaitukam Vairagya Vidya Nijabhakti Yoga Sikshartha Purusha Purana Shri Krishna Chaitanya Sharira Radhari Krapam Budhir Yas Tamaham Prapadhy. So Vairagya and Vidya. Vidya is there.
1: Hmm.
0: Janayatyashu Vairagyam Gyanam Chayada And in the in the Chatushloki Bhagavatam also. Uh, Lord Vishnu is saying. See here. Shri Bhagavanu Vacha Jnanam Param Samanvitam, Sarahasyam The Personality of God had said, Knowledge about me as described in the scriptures is very confidential. And it has to be realized in conjunction with devotional service. The necessary paraphernalia for that process is being explained by me. You may take it up carefully. So, the confidential knowledge is only possible with devotion it has to be realized only in conjunction with devotional service the other verse is you know this uh, one two twelve i think the seriously inquisitive student or sage well equipped with knowledge and detachment realizes that absolute truth by rendering devotional service in terms of what he has heard from the Vedanta Shruti. So, all the, this is, so bhakti is not uh, devoid of uh, jnana. On the other hand, jnana without bhakti is incomplete. You know, 1512 Naish karmyam appya chutabhava varjitam nasho jnanam alam niranjanam kutapunahashashvadabhadra mishvare nacharpetam karma yadapya karanam. Knowledge of self realization, even though free from all material affinity, does not look well if devoid of a conception of the infallible God. That means what? knowledge without conception of the infant that means without personal understanding of god that means without bhakti only with bhakti we can have personal understanding of krishna without bhakti what is the use does not look well what then is the use of fruitive activities which are naturally painful from the very beginning and transient by nature if they are not utilized for the devotional service of the lord you see so karma and jnana without bhakti is useless
1: hmm.
0: so but Bhakti automatically includes already Ghyana so all this is being mentioned by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu he said Muru, Guru Moray Murkha Ki Sashan Shashan Murkha Tumi Tumar Nahi Vedanta Adhikar huh? uh, Krishna Mantra Japasada Sada Mantrasar. Eh mantra hmm. I think Bhakti thakur also has sung um, uh, sarvadharma sar um, what is that? It's a song, nice song. What is it? Uh, I'm thinking of that line. Nadiya mahajan pathi te jivera karan. In that song, he says, uh, "Um, sarva mantra sar the sanketan movement is sarva dharma sar." Mm, The essence of all religious principles. So, Krishna is the origin of everything. Therefore, when a person is fully Krishna conscious, it is to be understood that his relationship with Krishna has been fully confirmed. Lacking Krishna consciousness, one is only partially related with Krishna and is therefore not in his constitutional position. Although Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the spiritual master of the entire universe, he nevertheless took the position of a disciple, in order to teach by example how a devotee should strictly follow the orders of a spiritual master in executing the duty of always chanting the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, one who is very much attracted to the study of Vedanta philosophy must take lessons from Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In this age, no one is actually competent to study Vedanta and therefore it is better that one chant the holy name of the Lord which is the essence of all Vedic knowledge, as Krishna himself confirms in the Bhagavad Gita 15.15. Vedaishya Sarvai rahameva vedyo Vedanta Krita Veda By all the Vedas, I am to be known. Indeed, I am the compiler of Vedanta and I am the knower of the Vedas. Only fools give up the service of the spiritual master and think themselves advanced in spiritual knowledge. In order to check such fools, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself presented the perfect example of how to be a disciple. A spiritual master knows very well how to engage each disciple in a particular duty. But if a disciple thinking himself more advanced than his spiritual master gives up his orders and acts independently, he checks his own spiritual progress. This is equally applicable to not only Mayavadis but Vaishnavas even more so. Especially in our current situation in our movement. They are disregarding Philip Prabhupada's instructions like anything, concocting their own meanings out of Prabhupada's instructions. Every disciple must consider himself completely unaware of the signs of Krishna and must always be ready to carry out the orders of the spiritual master to become competent in Krishna consciousness. A disciple should always remain a fool before his spiritual master. Therefore, sometimes pseudo-spiritualists accept a spiritual master who is not even fit to become a disciple, let alone a spiritual master. Because they want to keep him under their control. This is useless for spiritual realisation. Uh, so, so disciple remaining a fool before spiritual master does not mean that, okay, yes, I will be a fool. I will I will be eternally a fool. I will not read any books. I will be a rascal of the first order, and I will irritate my spiritual master by act, acting foolishly. No, 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 no. That is that is not being said here. When you, some people actually ask me this question, you know, why why, uh, propa is saying that we should be fool before spiritual master. That means we should not study. Is it? This kind of question I I got. That does not mean that he should be very, very thoroughly studying Prabhupada I mean uh, the spiritual master's books. Uh, He should study the Vedic literature under the guidance of the spiritual master. But he should consider always himself as always fool. There's a nice uh, uh, this thing in the Rasikananda, the story of Rasikananda. Example, there's a nice example of this in the story of Rasikananda, who is a disciple of Shamananda Pandit. Shamananda Pandit is a Shiksha disciple of Jeeva Goswami. So, Rasikananda Prabhu, he was a very, very great devotee. And he was always very, very meek and humble before his spiritual master, Shamananda Pandit. He was such a learned scholar, Rasikananda Prabhu. But when he, met, when he was in front of his spiritual master, he always put his head down. As if he is, you know, ashamed of something. So, meek and humble. Never dare to speak up one word in front of a spiritual master. But when a spiritual master is not there, he will talk extensively, preaching about Krishna. But in the presence of a spiritual master, he does not do it.
1: Hmm.
0: <clears throat> one who imperfectly knows Krishna consciousness cannot know Vedanta philosophy. And who imperfectly knows krishna consciousness cannot know vedanta philosophy a showy display of vedanta study without krishna consciousness is a feature of the external energy maya and as long as one is attracted by the inebrieties of this ever-changing material energy he deviates now this is very important a showy display of vedanta study without krishna consciousness is a feature of the external energy maya and as long as one is attracted by the inebriates of this ever-changing material energy he deviates from devotion to the Supreme Personality of Godhead that means these people they actually study Vedanta but they are attracted to Maya like that is even happening in our so-called Hare Krishna movement I have raised that concern in that videos about Gorgopaldas he is talking something which is something fully material dressing like you know representing something spiritual talking completely material as long as one is attracted by the inebriates of this ever changing material energy, he deviates from devotion to the supreme personality of Godhead. And his so-called Vedanta study is a feature of external energy maya. As long as he's so he's not, you know. So one can be very expert, but if he's what is he doing with that knowledge? That is what matters. He should understand Krishna and serve Krishna honestly. Hmm. An actual follower of Vedanta philosophy is a devotee of Lord Vishnu. Who is the greatest of the great and the maintainer of the entire universe? Unless one surpasses the field of activities in service to the limited, one cannot reach the unlimited. What is the service of service to the limited? That means in the material world everything is limited. Unless one surpasses the field of activities in the service of the limited, now, anybody other than Krishna is limited. So whether we, I serve my country or whether or I serve my boss or whether or I serve my customer or father, mother son, daughter, whatever it is, husband, wife, children, parents huh? they are all limited so unless one surpasses the field of activities in service to the limited one cannot reach the unlimited knowledge of the unlimited is actual brahma or knowledge of the supreme those who are addicted to fruitive activities and speculative knowledge cannot understand the value of the holy name of lord krishna even demigod worship is service of the limited this is explained in the Ishupanishad very nicely. Andham tamay tamah pravishanti ye ye sambhūtim upāsa teta to bhūya iva Tetamo mo yau Rataha mṛtah anyadevāhur sambhavad anyadāhur asambhavad iti shushru madhīrānaam yenastadvicha chakshire sambhūtimcha vināshamcha yastadvedo bhyamsah Vinashenamrityumtirthva-sambhotyamhritamashnute Verses 12, 13 and 14 of, Shima, of Isopanishad So there it is very nicely explained What is service to the limited? Asambhuti and sambhuti Service to the unlimited Even demigods come under asambhuti Now, In the Sambhuti also, there is impersonal Sambhuti and personal personal aspect of Sambhuti. That's absolute truth. Three phases, right? So, impersonal aspect. But only the personal aspect, they are the ones who really are the worshippers of the unlimited. Others all are worshippers of the So, knowledge of the unlimited is actual Brahma Jnan or knowledge of the Supreme. Those addicted to the of activities and speculative knowledge cannot understand the value of the holy name of Lord Krishna which is always completely pure eternally liberated and full of spiritual bliss one who has taken shelter of the holy name of the Lord which is identical with the Lord um, does not have to study Vedanta philosophy for he has already completed all such study does not mean that yes Prabhu this is very nice I am chanting Hare Krishna that's it I don't need to read anything no when he can chant offenselessly always in pure love of Godhead ah yes one who has taken shelter of the holy name of of the Lord. You know what is taking shelter of the holy name? It means completely depending on the holy name. Hmm. That much faith, that faith is only possible in the Uttama Adhikari level, or at least offenseless chanting, which is the Nama stage. This Nama Parada stage. No. We have not taken shelter of the holy name as yet. We are chanting, yes, we have not taken shelter. In the process, but not completed that. Completely taking shelter means as the only refuge, Hare Krishna. That's it. Holy Name. That much faith. That is only possible in that advanced stage. So, to get to that, we have to listen to the instructions of the spiritual master. Guru Mukha Padma Vakya Chitya Tekori Guru Mukha Padma Vakya. The words of the spiritual master are the translation. His books. So, we have to read. That's why we have to read and study. We have to hear, we have to listen from the devotees who are reading and studying and following. Hmm. He does not have to study Vedanta philosophy where he has already completed all such study. So, in other words, one who is chanting Hare Krishna, who does not need to study anymore, that means, what is the meaning of that? That means he has reached Vedanta. In other words, he knows all these things automatically just by the chanting of the Holy Name. It's not that he is chanting Holy Name And he doesn't know anything. No, 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 no. He knows everything. The Gaur Gishwardas Babaji. He was a illiterate man. Materially. He did not even know how to sign his own name. He did not know how to read and write. But then, he was chanting Hare Krishna always. And in fact, in one instance, he corrected even Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur, who was a great scholar. Hmm. How does he know? he's only chanting illiterate he doesn't even read and write what Shastra he knows he knows more Shastra than Bhakshidana Saraswati Thakur oh. you see he knowledge is a, he has everything it's not that it's devoid of knowledge oh it's not that it's a shortcut uh, without knowledge I can chant and I can go back no if you chant means you will automatically get the knowledge Vasudeva Bhagavati Bhaktioka janayat Janayatyashuvai Rakyam Gyanam Chayata Haidukam Shrimad Bhagatam 1.2.7 By rendering devotional service under the personality of God Sri Krishna, one immediately acquires causeless knowledge and detachment from the world. That's why he does not need to learn again. He's already learnt. That is one who has taken shelter of the Holy Name. Hmm, completely. one who is unfit to chant the holy name of Krishna but thinks that the holy name is different from Krishna and you see who is the person who is unfit to chant the holy name of Krishna he thinks that the holy name is different from Krishna and thus takes shelter of the Vedanta study in order to understand him must be considered a fool number one as confirmed by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by his personal behavior and philosophical speculators who want to make Vedanta philosophy an academic career are also considered to be within the material energy so these people are unfit. So, to realize that the Holy Name and the Lord is non-different, now we are theoretically accepting it. To realize that, see, I always know that when I am chanting Hare Krishna, I am with Krishna, I am not alone. Uh, that uh, realization, that understanding, not just understanding, but actually feeling Krishna when chanting Hare Krishna. So, that is the, is the stage where we actually take shelter completely of the Holy Name. Now we are, yes, we are in the process of taking it. We are not completely taken. There is only Namabhas, Shuddhanam, Shuddhanam stage. Then yes, all knowledge will be gotten.
1: Hmm.
0: A person who, you see, and philosophical speculators who want to make Vedanta philosophy an academic career are also considered to be within the material energy. A person who always chants the holy name of the Lord, however, is already beyond the ocean of nations and thus even a person born in a low family who engages in chanting the holy name of the Lord is considered to be beyond the study of Vedanta philosophy. In this connection, Shrimad Bhagavatam 3.33.7 states Aho badashvapachotogariyan yajjivagre vartate namatubhyam te pushtapaste juhvuhu sasnurariya brahmanu churnamagranantiyete If a person born in a family of dog eaters takes to the chanting of the holy name of Krishna, it is to be understood that in his previous life, he must have executed all kinds of austerities and penances and performed all the Vedic yajnas. If he has done all these things, why is he born in a chandal family then? Dog eater family. If he has done so much pious activities. Well, Krishna has his own way of putting different people in different places. Hmm. See, for example, Indians I mean, at least the Brahmin community—they're somewhat pious. You see, they're born in, a, you know, vegetarians. You know, they are, you know, following something at least, some demigod worship at least, something within the Vedic realm. But then, Prabhupada went to America, and they took up. They took up more uh, enthusiastically than them, than these Brahmanas. It means, who is more pious now? They are more pious. But wh- if they're pious, why they're in that American? I mean, what is that? They, put, they were born in, meteor family and all that? well, Krishna has different plans he puts who at which place and how they will contact the pure devotee who will take it up you know, immediately and even though born in Brahmana families Indians, many Indians you know, they are like puffed up and then they won't take to the Krishna consciousness you see so, who is more pious? of course they were more pious because they got the chance to actually associate and they got the chance to serve and they took, took it up in great earnest so of course, um so of course they have to come up to the stage of you know pure devotional service, not that the pure devotees yet, but you see the piety to take up devotional service, Yesham to Antakatam Papam, jananam Punya Karmanam, Te Dwanda Mohanir Mukta, Bajadeam, Rhavata. Of course in one place Chaitanya uh Srila Prabhupada said, I created the piety in you yes you were not pious you were all rascals I created the piety so uh, by the contact of the pure devotee but pure that same pure devotee Prabhupada was preaching in India but nobody took up Mm, because they were not innocent they are trying to act too smart the innocent yes you can preach one who is acting too smart you cannot preach because he he resists Mm, because his individual will free will everybody has so they want to misuse that is another thing if they use properly yeah
1: Hmm.
0: So another quotation states Rigvedo thaya jurveda sama vedo pyatharvanaha adhita steena yenoktam hariritya sharadvayam. I don't know why this, this is from, but a person who chants the two syllables ha ri has already studied the four Vedas sama, rig, yajur, and atharva. So, taking advantage of these verses, there are some Sahajiyas who, taking everything very cheaply, consider themselves elevated Vaishnavas, but do not care even to touch the Vedanta Sutra or Vedanta Philosophy. Hmm. We were just now talking about these kind of so-called devotees who don't read. A real Vaishnava should, however, study Vedanta Philosophy, but if after studying Vedanta, one does not adopt the chanting of the holy name of the Lord, he is no better than a Mayavadi. Therefore, one should not be a Mayavadi, yet one should not be unaware of the subject matter of Vedanta Philosophy. Indeed, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu exhibited his knowledge of Vedanta in his discourses with Prakashananda Saraswati. That you will see now. How he defeats, defeats Prakashananda Saraswati. I don't know whether we have time to you know, go through all of that. I don't think we have much time. But um, we will continue either this or next session. Thus it is to be understood that a Vaishnava should be completely conversant with Vedanta philosophy. Yet, he should not think that studying Vedanta is all-in-all and therefore be unattached to the chanting of the holy name. Hmm. So, instead of understanding that studying Vedanta is all-in-all and therefore no need to be attached to the holy name, he should not think like that. Hmm. A devotee must know the importance of simultaneously understanding Vedanta philosophy and chanting the holy names. If by studying Vedanta, one becomes an impersonalist, he has not been able to understand Vedanta. This is confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita 15.15. Vedanta means the end of knowledge. The ultimate end of knowledge is knowledge of Krishna, who is identical with his holy name. Cheap Vaishnavas sahajiyas do not care to study the Vedanta philosophy as commented upon by the four acharyas. In the Gaudiya Sampradaya, there is a Vedanta commentary called Govinda Bhasha, but the sahajiyas consider such commentaries to be untouchable philosophical speculation. And they consider the acharyas to be mixed devotees, they are not pure devotees. They still you know, have attachment to jnana, knowledge, that's why they are writing all this. Commentaries and all these things we are only pure devotees we don't concern ourselves with knowledge we are just chanting and the Buddhus they don't know anything in the, if they are confronted they cannot defend even one thing about the Vaishnava faith and they themselves engage in uh, illicit activities and thus they clear they, are clear they clear their way to hell see Prabhupada is saying thus they clear their way to hell Sahajiyas go where? hell this is the verse that prabhu has been quoting very much recently now this is a long verse we will continue this in our next session Hmm. so basically only just entered into the talks of i thought we can finish today but no there are long long purpose because this is very important conclusions or so many important conclusions we have learned today we have learned that, uh, you know, the devotees, the preachers, they may not be expert in chanting uh, pronunciation or something, but they are very expert in the preaching the message of Krishna. That is very important. And then, in this uh, introduction, also we have learned the importance of humility and um, the necessity of uh, displaying some opulence to attract non-devotees and then get them to Krishna consciousness. Uh, the, such opulence should not be an opulence of Maya. Sh- such such opulence should be an opulence of Krishna. Like sometimes devotees, uh, so-called devotees in our movement, they are trying to say that, oh, this gaur Gopal's motivational speech is because we want to get them, get them attracted and then give them Krishna consciousness later. So now let us attract them with material talks and, you know, give them some the motivation and then in the, later on, ah, we will give them some spiritual talk and then all this. That is uh, exhibition of maya opulence and that is not the maya Vibhav. Krishna's opulence, Krishna's own, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's effulgence is his own effulgence. He is taking sannyas is his own opulence of renunciation. Not anything material, nothing to do with material. So such opulence is okay. So temple, like Prabhupada, you know, if I sit under the tree, who will come? But temple, yes, people will come. Like Prabhupada, he was preaching in India for so many years, nobody listened to him. But when he went to America and brought the Americans and Prabhupada said, you are my dancing white elephants. So when the Americans started dancing, Europeans started dancing, wearing dhotis, saris, chanting Hare Krishna in India, Oh, thousands of people came and thronged at the programs. Big, big programs used to have, in fact, until 30,000 people also came. I mean, it's a stadium, you know. I mean, the whole stadium will be filled. So, that big, um, um, you know, audience. Why? Opulence. What is the opulence? Oh, Americans have become devotees. There's something attractive. Something attraction. So, that is what kind of opulence? Not simply, you know, hire some Americans and come, come. I will pay you something, you come and dance here. (laughs) He actually made them devotees. And out of devotion, they were dancing. That is spiritual opulence. He showed. They are attracted to the body, yes. Oh, because they were ruled by the British and British people changed their culture and made the Indians as Westerners. Now it, is, it was odd, satisfyingly odd, to see the Westerners dance as, you know, dressed in Indian clothes and dancing to Hare Krishna Mahamantra. That was very, you know, mind-boggling for many people. And they started paying attention. So with the Americans in India, ah, Prabhupada's importance grew. Because he showed some opulence to attract their attention. Without their opinions, they are not interested.
1: Hmm.
0: So, so these are uh, so that is another thing we have learned. And then um, there is um, the importance of humility, and the importance of you know this grammar. You know how grammar is not important, and the way Mayavadis think it is important. Uh, that we have seen, and the humility, and the lack of understanding between the non-devotees and the devotees. Uh, they, they don't, the non-devotees you cannot understand the devotees humility they think it is depression and they don't get it and uh, so that's another thing we have learned I mean and then the power of the Maha Mantra how it is very very potent and how one should be a disciple how one should and how this Vedanta study is not for Kali Yuga people Every so many so many things we have learned in this, few, in this session so we will continue in the next session we will take so many questions that are there Bhakta Dimitri I am studying for the upcoming BVA test and I am not sure that I understand Bhagavad Gita 2.47 It is said that we have to work but we are not entitled to the fruits of action Does the fruits of action mean only money? For example, a Grihastha should give 50% of his income to Krishna Consciousness What about a Brahmachari? What are the fruits of actions he may have if he doesn't have money? Brahmachari should give 100% He should go and beg and he should give 100% This is not only money Anything, like for example uh, there was once this incident um, where um, devotees, like, they were a little bit, you know, feeling down. They said to Prabhupada, so Prabhupada, we have, we have been distributing thousands and thousands of books on the streets, but in the temple, there are only few people, only very few come to the temple, you know, how many books we have been distributing? Prabhupada said, that is not your business. You have distributed books. The result of that, whether they will come and become devotees, that is not within your hands. That Pala, that fruit we have, have to krishna to decide of course we should make every attempt as a service but whether they will make it or not you know in krishna's hand hmm. so we have given the book okay at that time there was no telephone number you can take their contact number and contact them again no but now there is there is some way you can follow up even then there is no guarantee that they will remain they will say okay i'm thank you i'm, I'm thank you for the book and you know i'll go my own way and that can also happen but of course there is more opportunity for a conversation um, now with these um, you know, new media, which we, 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 which we should capitalize on, but we should do our best, and then the result—you know—we should not be disappointed that did not, did not, they did not join, or we should not be overly. Oh, we have—I have done. I have preached all these people. I have made them devotees, or I made uh, millions of people devotees. No, it's all Krishna. Krishna's desire. Krishna made them devotees, or Krishna did not make them devotees. Up to them. But the books will act one day. this Today or tomorrow after 100 years they will act. Maybe their great grandson will go and open the book. And suddenly he will say, oh wow, this is so nice. Where are the devotees? And they will, he may see them. So we never know why how the books will act. The books must go out. And someday someone will see. Hmm. So everything is fruit. I mean. Hmm. But of course for Krishna we have to do everything nicely. And offer the fruit to Krishna. Entitled. You are not entitled to the fruits of action means. You cannot enjoy those fruits. Now, of course, we want some fruits, right? For example, if you want to build a temple, for example. That's a, that's a fruit. That's a result. But that has to be offered to Krishna. It's not. We should not enjoy it. We are not entitled to the fruits of action. We should try our best. Mm. And put all our might into it. If Krishna wants, it'll Krishna wants it will happen. If Krishna doesn't want, it does not happen. But whatever it is, we should try. Our best. Mm. It will happen sometime. You mm. should try like Ganga, to bring Ganga river down, three generations it took.
1: Hmm.
0: Who, who, who's that? Who started it? I forget the names. And then finally Bhagirath uh, Rishi, he brought the Ganga down. His grandfather started the attempt to bring Ganga down to earth. But no. In Second, his son also tried. No. Then his son tried, then it came. Then she came. So, she was convinced. Okay, I can come and you know, so she was worried about the offenses that they, you know people, every so many sinful people will come and bathe in my waters, and I will get all this and What will happen? And he said, No, no, don't worry. The sadhus when they come and take bath in your river, uh, they will take away all the sins from you, so you will always remain pure. So, uh, then okay, she, she agreed and came down. So, anyway, it was, a you know, three generations worth of effort. So. Uh, just like Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he started reviving the whole Vaishnava, Gaudiya Vaishnavism and Saraswati Thakur spread in India and finally in the third generation Prabhupada brought it all over the world which um, you know, made true the prophecy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Prithivitya Acha Nagaradi Gram. in fact, every Nagaradi Gram has not been reached yet, every town and village has not been reached yet but uh, Srila Prabhupada has actually already put the entire Um, uh, Hare Krishna movement on the map of the world everywhere now of course he could have done everything but he has left the service to us to spread even further Hmm. but unfortunately now it has been shrunk by so called uh, some people but sincere disciples uh, they will follow and then they will continue the mission so we have to be among the sincere group and try to push on the mission Hmm. and then what else what else was you asking if an artist paints a mundane picture and then enjoys his result, the fruit of action, it is bad. But if he paints a picture related to Krishna, it is good, right? How to understand this in relation to this verse? Yeah, I mean, so he has to paint a Krishna's picture and also not take pride in such things. Yeah? Oh, I am a very good painter, you see. Yeah. Or sometimes address the deity, oh, see, Prabhu, how I dressed? You like? Uh, I dressed. I dressed today I dressed so you know um, we should not enjoy of course in the beginning people may have this slowly slowly as they get purified then you know uh, we should not advertise our devotion so anyway um, we have to understand that everything has to be offered to Krishna and we are not supposed to enjoy Now, suppose that painting on the temple cells, I should not get any credit out of that, right? I should not earn anything from that. So, that is one way, you know. That is how to look at it. So, everything is Krishna's. So, all the devotees who painted for Prabhupada, all Krishna's pictures, all it is, you know, it's society's um, product. I mean, it's their uh, asset, not their own personal asset. So, everything is Krishna's, you know. So, what uh, next question? Dhiradas, Hare Krishna Prabhu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that for devotees reading many books is not good, but we see that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself sang and quoted many verses. Yeah, so he has compiled for us, right? In fact, Nana Shastra Vichara Naika Nipunau Saddharma Samsthapako. So, the Goswami is also studied. Nana Shastra Vichara Naika Nipunau Saddharma Samsthapako. So they have studied a lot of literature, literature to establish the the main I mean the philosophical conclusions of uh, Krishna consciousness. Now, such we don't have to might, study again. That's why the, they were empowered to do all this. Their spe- specific instruction to the Goswami's was to write books. So, Nana Shastra Vicharana Eka Nipunavo sadharma Samsthapakao with one mission, they studied all the books to establish the Krishna Consciousness as the Sarva Dharma Sar hmm. as the Sankirtan Movement as the essence of all religious principles. So, they have given us, so we will take from them that's it. Why do we have to make research again? They have already done the research for us under the benediction of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That's why it is said Narottam Das Thakuraya Sang uh, Rupa Raghunate Pade Akuti Kabe Hama jugala Jugalapriti I cannot understand Radha Krishna without going through Rupa and Ravnath or the Goswamis.
1: Hmm.
0: That's why we are called Rupanugas. Rupa Nugas means we are followers of Rupa Goswami. Rupa Goswami is the head of the you know Shad Goswami. Of course, his brother is elder to him. But no, uh, he Rupa Rupa Goswami. So we are their followers, the followers of six Goswamis. Hmm. So um, they have done it. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself quoted. But we should not unnecessarily go in here and go there and you know, do this and that research. They have already given us why we should go. Similarly, Shila Prabhupada has given us already now. Uh, and everything is there in his books. Uh, what is necessary for us. So we can you know, use all these things for our preaching mission. Ah, this is the verse from that song. Krishna Rasamsara Koro. Krishna Rasamsara Koro Chadava Chadavana char. Jivedwaya Krishna Nama Sarva Dharmasara. Mm, this is that line. Krishna Rasamsara Kara Charyanachara. Jivedhaya Krishna Nama Sarva Dharmasar. Yeah, this is the full translation. Giving up all sinful activities, carry on your worldly duties. Only, only in relation to Lord Krishna. the showing of compassion to other souls by loudly chanting the holy name of Krishna is the essence of all forms of religion. In Hare Krishna TV, they have done few shows like How to do perfect financial planning, break up ke dard se kaise Bahar aaye. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Well, the real breakup happened with uh, Krishna. We break, we broken up with Krishna. Now we have to patch up. So they are talking about this material breakup. For those who don't understand Hindi, they are saying how to get out of the pain of a breakup from boyfriend girlfriend. So you know, they made a video like that in the iskcon uh, Hare Krishna TV YouTube channel. And the other one is what perfect financial planning. You know, they're going in a totally different direction like um, what is that verse today morning also Prabhu was showing let me see What is that? Huh? Mm. Ah. Eight twenty four fifty one, yes. Eight twenty four fifty one, Shkamat Bhagatam. A materialistic so-called guru instructs his materialistic disciples about economic development and sense gratification. <laughs> Perfect financial planning is economic development and breakup, and breakup in all this is sense gratification, lust, karma. Artha and Kama. Dharma Artha Kama Moksha Artha and Kama. And because of such instructions, the foolish disciples continue in the materialistic existence of ignorance. But your lordship gives knowledge that is eternal, and the intelligent person receiving such knowledge is quickly satisfied, sorry, is quickly situated in his original constitutional position. Dimitri is asking, What does transcendental mean? Can we replace it with spiritual or divine? Because there are many replacements like that in Russian books. Like Krishna is sometimes simply replaced with God. It makes all vague. or oh, vague, the spelling is not V-E-G. Vague, spelling is V-A-G-U-E. Now it's like veg, short form of vegetarian. But actually it's vague. Yeah. So, it is, re- I don't know if there is an equivalent word. Of course, Krishna, you can say Krishna. And what is the other word? well transcendental to say it as divine or spiritual I don't know Russian language so I don't know because sometimes the language the equivalent word is not there so I cannot comment on it what is the word for transcendental in Russian can you tell if there is such a word then you can use you know but it's spiritual well I, I mean people will understand the meaning I think so we don't need to like you no, rewrite the books or something. You just use and tell them that this is the meaning transcendental or something like that. For now, I mean, don't have to. We don't have the wherewithal to write the rewrite the books again just for those words. But God, if there is Krishna and they translated as God, that is not very clear. But I think sometimes uh, it is said the supreme Lord, and I I've seen in Russia they say Gospada. Gospada means God. So. The Lord God, I think that's okay. Um, But when it says specifically Krishna in the English, then it should be as Krishna in the Sanskrit. So, Dimitri is saying, Wiki says in philosophy, transcendence is the basic ground concept of the words, literal meaning from Latin of climbing or going beyond albeit with varying connotations in its different historical and cultural stages it includes philosophies, systems and approaches that describe the fundamental structures of being not as an ontology but as a framework of emergence and validation of knowledge of being transcendental is a word derived from the scholastic designating the extra categorical attributes of beings now that makes a lot of sense Uh, I mean if, if you don't know what that is talking about anyway like even they say oh we have to transcend um for example somebody okay i'll i'll say in the media business like some people say i'm a youtuber okay i'm a youtuber now somebody says no i have transcended just youtube so that means he is beyond just youtube that means he does in every channel you know he does not want to just confine himself to youtube but maybe on tiktok or instagram or vk in russia you know uh, different different places he is there or they are bigger than youtube so it's like if he was when he was on youtube you know people know him through youtube but now even without youtube people know him so that's kind of okay he transcended youtube or something like that so you know in different stages it can mean different things but in our case in our context transcendence means transcendental means that which is beyond the material dimension or beyond three modes of material nature that is transcendental and that is spiritual spiritual means that is be that which is beyond the three modes also it is not exactly wrong Um, what is the other word you said Uh, something else Uh, divine Divine also actually means spiritual. Uh, but, uh, I don't know if there is equal equivalent in Russian language. I don't know. Mm. Sometimes in, in language translation, it, it looks a little bit, little bit different. Like, there are many words in Sanskrit of which there are no English equivalent translation. You can only come close to it, but you cannot have the exact translation. The exact flavor of that translation, you cannot have. So, I mean... But still, still, Prabhupada has, you know, translated into English and it makes effect, the effect is there that we are becoming devotees by reading his books. So that should be seen. So after all, all these words must be directed towards that. So I don't know about the language specific limitations, but this is the thing. So anyway, what is this next question? Shivani Rampal, I want to take your advice. I want to be Krishna conscious, but my family is very much against it. They do not allow me to avoid onion garlic food outside food i can't still wake up early from anglarati what should i do I, can't, I chant hiding from them please advise me what to do I request you not to tell it to my mother not only her but anyone kindly do this favor sorry if i ask question which is out of topic sorry i ask anything wrong well what to do you just chant you just chant more i i what can i do uh, no you, you just have to chant now you're attending at least classes you have this some people don't even have like my mother and my sister they never had this chance also so many years they have they were barred from communicating with us you know because of some family situations anyway now it's better but the thing is you know you yeah, know there are, you know situations happen so but we cannot lose like now my, my, my mother is still chanting despite all the challenges she still chants and you know so you try to keep to that at least you are able to interact by live streams you're participating in the bva program you can study you know like that you, you follow at least that is not gone Not all is lost so take the association like that anyway even if you come here what are you going to do you're going to listen to the classes or of course you can do some service here but then you know try your best what can what can i say and depend on krishna and pray to him pray to Mahaprabhu. Pray, pray to lord krishna i mean we know we know this only that you know Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Adalila, Chapter 14, Text 1. Things that are very difficult to do become easy to execute if one somehow or other simply remembers Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But if one does not remember him, even easy things become very difficult. To this Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, I offer my respectful obeisances. So we pray to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to bestow His mercy. Pray to Srila Prabhupada. And that's it. And uh, things should work out. Right? We If we have just single-pointed attention or devotion to Krishna, Krishna will, you know, uh, smoothen things out for us. Next. Dimitri Prabhu. Your explanation of transcendental makes sense because people usually call any miracle divine or spiritual, but don't know what it actually means in fact i'll tell you when Prabhupada was there people are using even the word transcendental in that way there was a group called transcendental meditation even now it exists it's a complete mayavad nonsense uh but my i think mahesh yogi something you know the, by some pseudo transcendentalist and even now celebrities also they follow this so called transcendental meditation so they are also they, are, they use the transcendental word also in a cheap way yoga the word yoga is a very heavy word very meaningful word but they use it cheaply Never mind whatever they use we use how Prabhupada used it in that context and if they have a different idea of what is transcendental or spiritual or divine then we will we explain to them that's what that's where preaching comes we should explain to them like for example some people think oh the spirits and all this you know tantric you know ghosts and all that this is all spiritual this is not spiritual so we have to, they don't know what is subtle body but they don't know what is gross body and they don't know what is spiritual body so they don't know these distinctions. So, we have to explain to them. You see? That's what it's all, all about. Waiting for AMA session. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. <laughs> you know, I want to share something. <clears throat> it's um I I don't know which conversation that, but Prabhupada said like this. You see? Ah. Uh, I can't uh, show it on the screen because it's not on the computer, it's on my phone. I'll just read it out to you. It's a short one. You see, Prabhupada is saying like this. I, I have not noted the exact date when he said this, but he said like this. So, so these things, that means he was talking about uh, all the topics, Krishna conscious topics and anything. So, these things, one after another, everything is very clearly explained in this nectar of devotion. Of course, you um, He's asking. I think that particular thing was on Nectar of Devotion um, but regarding anything about Prabhupada's books right so so each chapter, Prabhupada is saying so each chapter you should read very carefully and if you cannot understand, read it repeatedly don't all of a sudden reading one or two page immediately question, Prabhupada what is this what is this, what is this, go on reading and answers will automatically come so what I have seen with the AMAM AM session is that people are asking questions without even reading any much I mean basic basic questions which are which should not be coming you know from devotees you know <clears throat> if they re- if they really are reading they will have answers to these but they don't read and then ask simple any, any question anything that comes so we will do MAM but I think this time we will kind of filter and answer those which are more meaningful which come after reading prabhupada's books and then you something is not clear mm-hmm. answering those questions i feel is more fruitful in that sense you know okay this is the quote what is that lecture on nectar of devotion los angeles june 23rd 1970 yeah so this is that quote thank you very much <coughs> so So, what is this? What is this? What is this? Prabhupada says, read first. Read Bhagavad Gita fully. And then, you know, actually, actually this is true. Honestly, when I was reading, I never really asked anyone questions. I just read and read and read and read. Go on reading, that's it. Even if something, you know, just read, go on reading. And then, eventually the answer will come. It will become more and more clear, more and more clear as we read on. Of course, if something is not clear, even after reading and you're trying to understand and not clear, you can always ask. But such questions will be more, you know, fruitful than just asking anything and everything. Prabhu, how to chant or uh, no, Prabhu, uh, should I, uh, uh, should I put tilak? Come on, I am mean, not going to answer all these questions. I'm going to answer some quality questions, I would say. So we'll come up with the MM session again. I think uh, today is what? Saturday. Maybe this Monday we should probably do. Because next Saturday, next, it's all going to be busy. With Jula Nyatra, Balrams, and the festivals and all that. So, maybe this Monday we'll, we'll do that. Alright. What is this? Short question by Dimitri again. Is it okay to read Krishna book? Because I'm reading the third Kanto of Krishna book to describe Rasa dance and all that. Perfectly okay. Because you will be protected by Prabhupada's presentation. So, in fact, Krishna book was sold as a separate book. Even in America, those who don't know anything about Krishna consciousness, they were given Krishna book. So, of course, you can. My questions for AMA, AMA are based on the third canto I'm reading now. Okay, We'll try our best to explain as much as we know. And purify ourselves. Alright, so thank you very much. चैतन्य महा, महाप्रभु की जय चैतन्य चरितामृत की जय कृष्णदास कवराज गोस्वामी की जय शटगोस्वामी की जय श्री प्रभुपाद की जय अनंत वैष्णव ब्रज की जय नित्याय गौर प्रेमानंद हरि हरे